0: Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show.
1: Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. I don't want to short this uh, podcast. This is our third one as we've been sitting here. We're so batching them today. My tendency is to just sort of rush through this one, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to I don't want to short those people who talk slowly. <laughs> You're really on a roll here. Just slow it down. Slow it down. How you been,
0: Daniel? Excellent. What's excellent about your life right now? I uh we, Logan and I talked about this when we were on the podcast a while back. I love fall in general. Yes, Everything yes. falls. So
1: I Yeah,
0: I'm in my sweet spot.
1: You're no longer allergies are not bothering
0: you. Uh, yeah, they're pretty. Much, they're almost gone away. Once the leaves are off the tree, it'll be everything will be dead and life will be good.
1: Boy, um, we made a mistake this year. We uh, so I don't think I've ever talked about this. Several years ago, we put a pool in. Thankfully, it was before all the nonsense, and uh, we got it in the ground. And we waited a couple extra weeks before closing it this year. Oh, that was not smart. No, holy cow. No, I mean every day I go home and there's like an entire. You know, bag of leaves that have been dumped into the pool. First I don't world think problems. That's good. Yeah, it's just not fun. But, anyways, you would think that. Kids that's need good? to get to work. I yeah. would think no, that's no. not good. Yeah. No, it's not good. Uh, yeah, it sounded. That's first world problems. That's ridiculous. I shouldn't even be complaining about that. Blessed to have a pool. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, and trees. And trees, for sure. There you go. Help us breathe. Garden was terrible this year. Absolutely awful. The only thing good about it was I got a lot of potatoes out, but that didn't take a lot of work. Tomatoes I botched. I had a mole looked at recently, and the doctor told me that due to the extent of its irregular borders, I'm flirting with the melanoma. (laughs) Anyways, you need to work on that. Oh, I will. Next year, it's game on. Game on. All right, uh, let's get to our question. I tried to increase the bro talk a little bit. We got one from Christina. Christina, what do you got? D-I-Y.
0: Hey DIY Money, my name is Christina. I've been a listener since the beginning and I love the pod. My question is about a family home. My aunt inherited my grandma's house over 10 years ago. She's the third generation to own this home, and if we purchase, we will be the fourth generation. She's selling the house to us for 80K and it currently has its estimate of 120K. While this is a good deal, what are your thoughts on making a family generational home into a rental? This house is too small for us personally, but I want to keep it in the family. No other family members are in a financial position to purchase the home. For reference, we only owe 48 k on our primary residence and we will be purchasing this house in cash. The house is only 2.5 blocks from our primary residence. Are there any other considerations we need to think about? Thanks!
1: Wow, this is uh this is fantastic. Uh, they you know, bravo. Bravo to the family. Bravo to the to the generations who've kept this in the family as an asset and now you turning it into an income stream. That's I mean, and and again, even though it's unfortunate other well, it's not unfortunate for you, but it's unfortunate that other family members are not in a position to purchase this, but it sounds like you've done exceptionally well uh putting money aside you know very little mortgage left on your home paying for it for cash i mean just you know probably a cash on cash return that's gonna that's gonna by far outweigh anything that that you probably could get right now in the environment even with interest rates where they are meaning bonds and etc and what i like most about it is not only are you extremely familiar with this home being it already in the family for generations and You know, for people that are involved in properties, you know what that means, basically learning everything from where's the water shot off to, you know, what are the challenges of the home from a foundation perspective, et cetera. So you obviously know all that already, which, again, is absolutely huge and and part of the battle of any sort of new home ownership or a rental, for that matter. Uh, But it's right around the corner. I mean, that is absolutely huge because one of the hassles of any sort of investment property is getting there if there's a challenge. So you'll you'll constantly be able to have eyes on this property. So if you have tenants that are, you know, not treating the property as you would like them to treat it, you you can see it. You can see it immediately. You can see if the lawn goes to shambles. Or I mean, that's just that's probably one of the best attributes. Obviously, you're getting it for a phenomenal price. So I mean, the only thing this is a different environment, but the only thing you might consider and. You know, this is this is for our uh, you know accelerated real estate investors class that we'll be having at some point. I'm just joking about that, but uh, you know, the only thing you might consider is if interest rates do. You know, fall apart at some point in the future is is uh, doing a you know doing sort of a cash out refi, letting the uh, interest be deductible as a business expense and and using your tenant's uh, you know income to be able to pay it off and and using a, a large cash out refi as a as a as sort of a tax free you know return on your investment uh, or return of your investment if you didn't want to tie up that capital. But since interest rates where they are right now, there's there's certainly no no need and there's no rush to do that at all. Uh, so so bravo and and you may never have to do it. You may never want to do that and that's okay. I have I have a, a one investment property that's completely paid for. I have another one that has a small uh, loan on it. I, I don't it doesn't bother me one bit either way. Um, but the one loan that I do have on on one property is at two point four percent. So, ironically, I was thinking about a year and a half ago, you know, I should probably just pay this thing off, and now I'm never going to pay it off. And that's just crazy. So, again, I think you'll have options. As far as, I mean, pitfalls is just don't talk about it among your family members because they're going to be jealous. (laughs) They're not going to be – really, I mean, they're Mm -hmm. not going to be very happy. So I think you just keep this one on the DL, and hopefully none of your family members listen to – Listen to DIY Money. Let's keep that on
0: the down low. Yeah. What, what about you, Daniel? But do tell your family members about DIY Money yeah, after this let, episode. After
1: this episode. Just be like, just just don't listen to episode 492 or whatever episode we're on. I don't have no, no idea either. What yeah. about you? What, what, uh, say you? I mean,
0: obviously qualitatively. You want to make sure that you want to get into the real estate business of either renting to long-term tenants or Airbnb or whatever it is you choose to do. Um, so you are making a commitment to be some level of a business owner, a landlord, etc. So, uh, if you enjoy that great, um, there's a huge plus to living close to the rental. So you can keep an eye on it. There's also a downside to living close to the rental. If you're having long-term tenants and, uh, they know where you live and, and all that, maybe just tell me you have a PO box in the area or something like that. Uh, so you don't have to deal with them, seeing them at the store and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's a great opportunity, especially getting it at a at a great deal. It's a, it's a great legacy to to keep alive for the family. The the fact that uh, you know this property that family has lived in for generations now can provide for family uh, for some time. So hopefully nobody in the family is upset. I guess that you're instead of living in it, turning it into a, a business. But yeah, I mean, uh, shame on them if they are. I mean, they you know. The, Missing out on the opportunity to do that themselves, but yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, it's just a. This really comes down to personal choice and your goals and and, and your finances and, and making sure it's something that you want to do. Count the cost, count the risk of, um, you know, the costs associated with it. So make sure you have a uh, maintenance reserves and things like that. But it sounds like you have a good financial head on your shoulders. So I think, I think you can spreadsheet this out and make sure that you have got the budget ready for that uh, and whatever might come down. Uh, the road as far as if you turned it into a rental.
1: That's a good uh, angle. I didn't think about that. Uh, I don't have a tremendous amount of experience, but my brief foray into residential uh, rentals at one time, I think we had five or six uh, townhomes in one area. My goal was to kind of monopoly it, you know, just kind of own it all. And then I was like, I hate this. I'm not going to do this. But I will say I picked up some some pretty, you know, interesting tidbits that I can share. If you have property already, you already know this, or maybe somebody's out there looking to get into it. Um, the few things I would say is, uh, you know, get make sure you have a, a good lease. You know, make sure you have a lease that, that uh, you know, has uh, maybe an ex- already a built-in um, increase in rent on an annual basis. One of the biggest detriments of people who find good tenants is they're petrified of raising the rents. Uh, so they find themselves having a rental property with, uh, way below market rents and then they have to wait till somebody moves out to raise that rent. So you know, you can build that into your lease every year. You know, if you rent for a year, next year it'll be three percent higher or whatever you want. Um the second thing is make sure your lease alludes to um strongly encouraging your renters to get or mandating that they get renters insurance. We had a situation where we had a, a flood at one point and the the renters came back and said, Well, you know, you you owe us for this for this damages. And I said, <laughs> no, in your lease, uh, it says you agree to getting renter's insurance. And I don't know if they got it or, well, I know they didn't get it. So thankfully we had that in our lease. Um, and then I would say the second thing is, and I've, I've learned this from people that are in the business very successfully is you've got to ask for the money. What I mean by that is you you have to be um, very strict with, with your, you know, with you getting payments, getting payments on time, and what you are prepared to do if the payments for rent start to be delayed or they don't come at all, meaning you have to be prepared to, you know, send a letter, you know, file an eviction, go through that court process. I've done that once. I hated it. I showed up at court. They didn't. You know, I mean, it was just I had to have the constable come over and, you know, escort. I mean, it was just, I hated it. I hated everything about it. But I know that people who do this and they do it successfully uh, with multiple real estate properties, this is just an everyday thing for them. So again, I think you just follow a system. You're running a business now. So even though you have one property, maybe you have more, but you have one property, run it as a business. I can't stress that enough. And you might find that you love it. You, you have a great knack for it. And maybe you want to expand the enterprise, then bravo to you. Great question, uh, Christina. Would love to hear how it goes. Maybe circle back around in a year or so. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. I'd love if more people did that, because I'd love to hear how things pan out for them. Um, and thanks for being a long-time listener. That's, uh, it's wonderful. Yes, oh my God, All she did was send us an audio file question to podcast at DIYMoney.org. That's podcast at DIYMoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth. It's pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25
1: Amazon gift card.